if you grew up for whatever reason thinking that hard work and the work ethic tied to struggle and challenge and oomph and complexity, if that's where your value came from, again, whether that was an internal message, an external or a combo, societally, however it made its way into your being, then I invite you to join me for this reframe on laziness, efficiency, and resistance. First of all, the last few years, I've been operating under the understanding that anything you can say about me is true to some degree. So I'm not trying to, I'm rubber, you're glue, deny any specific trait, action, or inaction. That's part of me. So if you want to call me lazy, then I'm going to say, yeah, you're right. Sometimes I am. <laughs> Sometimes I am. Like, I just want to, I call it daytime bedtime or I just want to chill and do nothing. Sure. But I see beautiful benefits to that. There's laziness, which is usually rest, which is usually much needed and involves listening to my body if there's been a time of great output that I need to restore. But then you can also spin laziness into efficiency. And instead of just being about being unwilling to work or use energy, which is how Google's defining it, it's about unwilling to work or use unnecessary energy. So really about efficiency. And the example I want to share with you, I know I've, at the time I'm recording this, I recently did another message on finding and honoring your own path of least creative resistance. But I want to share an example with you to help really drive this point home that it is actually costing you to make things harder for yourself, that no one's actually giving you bonus points or cookies for making things a struggle or a challenge when you could actually, if and when you could actually choose a different path. So once upon a time when I was 15 years old in driver's ed, doing the physical driving test, the only thing I got docked points for, and this is just so fitting, was not choosing the lane of least resistance meaning we were in a car behind a car and there was no car in the left lane but i just stayed put in the right lane even though that car was going a little slow possibly under the speed limit i don't really remember but i know that i got a 94 on my test instead of a 100 hashtag heartbreak because i didn't put the blinker on signal mirror over the shoulder go smog was the acronym i still remember it because there was nobody in the left lane. I could have just scoop and gone over and then gone on our merry way. And maybe I would have made a 100, maybe not. Maybe there would have been something else. It doesn't really matter. I just realized that the other day and I thought that is so fitting that that was the thing. I was choosing to make it harder for myself and slow down. And not that there's anything inherently wrong with slow either. Like, great. You're more aware of your surroundings. You can you know, take a look at that tree and that street sign. And, you know, it's not to say that slow is inherently bad at all. I actually have a little nuance to add to this in just a second. But in this example, it was clearly like I'm behind a car and I could just not be behind a car. I could still be going a very similar speed, maybe, maybe one mile per hour more and carry on, go on with my life. And so I'm just sharing this with you to hold up the mirror and see, is this something that you also have taken on? Like, 
do you think you're getting bonus points or extra points for making it harder? Do you find yourself feeling like a sense of pride even? Like a little bit of superiority if it was harder for you to do something? Because I want to challenge you, if you're thinking that way, then you're going to process information to prove yourself right. And wouldn't you rather prove yourself right that things can actually come easier to you than harder? Like if, you, if you're going to prove your own theory, wouldn't you rather choose a theory that actually is more efficient and energizing than one that just adds extra bulk and resistance to your day-to-day? I've shared in the creative resistance example and others about how me recording this podcast in this way is part of my path of least resistance, but other examples of how this would apply would be allowing yourself to be supported. If you know that you've never started a podcast, but you want to, then you decide even if allowing yourself to be supported is Googling it and finding an article or hiring someone to walk you through it or buying a course on how to do it. Or as I've told you and just recently helped a client start the podcast, you could just get Hello Audio and record a message and publish it. And it actually doesn't have to be that complicated. But that is an example of choosing a path of least resistance. If it's buying the sliced bell peppers instead of buying the whole bell peppers, which is something I did last week. And I was like, I had so much appreciation for these sliced bell peppers every single day that I've been eating them. Because if I hadn't bought the sliced bell peppers, then I would have just been bringing the whole bell peppers to refrigerator hospice to die a slow death in my refrigerator produce drawer and then walk of shame over to the trash can. So there's no shame in that game. There's waste. I'm losing points. I am, you know, affecting the earth with food waste, boo, and also wasting money, boo. So even though it might seem like it's a little bit extra, it's actually not. It's totally worth it for me to buy the sliced bell peppers because then I will actually consume them and enjoy them with gratitude. So these are some examples, but I'm curious for you what's coming up. Like, where are you making things harder than they need to be? Not even just creatively, but just in your day-to-day life. What systems could you put in place that are symbolic of you putting the blinker on and consciously choosing to scoot over into a path of less resistance? If it doesn't have to be so complicated, and most things don't, some things do. So let's preserve our bandwidth for that stuff and simplify where we can for the other stuff. If someone wants to call you lazy, let them while you're enjoying the returns and the fruits of your efficiency. Okay, the other piece I wanted to say was that today, I've been wanting to record this message for a while, but I think it was great that I actually didn't record it until today because this morning on the way to school, It was a very tricky determination of which lane was actually going to be the one of least resistance. Some days we hit all the red lights, some days, or it seems we hit all the red lights, and some days it seems like we hit all the green lights. Some days there aren't that many cars out there with us, but today it was just very awkward. I was like, okay, this car is going kind of slow, but there's a lot of cars over here in the left lane, so I don't know if I get over. Anyway, it was like a long-term play, but it actually played out to my favor to stay in the right lane in this particular example this morning. So I think the message for us there is to remember that when you're actually making decisions from your executive center, like from your 
you're really using all your brain power and you're not really operating from animal instinct or you're just like frustrated and trying to get around and zip, zip, zoom. Because usually when people do that, and you know this has happened before, somebody gets sassy with you and they're trying to like rush and they're in a hurry and maybe it's a good reason and there's some, some true emergency going on. But then isn't it kind of satisfying when they just get stuck at the same red light as you and it's like all that for nothing. So don't be that guy, you know? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Path of least resistance, lane of least resistance. Nobody's giving you bonus points. In fact, you're actually losing points for making things harder on yourself than they need to be. Again, some things are going to be hard. That's just life. But where you can choose to simplify, why not give yourself that gift? Let me know what comes up for you. Hit the link in the comment box and I'll meet you back here soon. Okay, technically that was the end of the episode, but since you're still here, one, I'd love to thank you for spending part of your day with me, and two, I'd love to ask you if you would take 30 seconds, maybe 60, to leave a rating and review in your podcast app before you tap out today. If you've already done that, it's amazing. Please send me a screenshot so I can thank you personally, and know that sharing this episode with a friend has the same magical powers, and I deeply appreciate both. Also, in case you're listening to the end to see if I ever actually introduce myself, hi! My name is Nikki Elledge-Brown. I'm the host and author of Naptime Empires and this here on Her Terms podcast. You can find me around the internet at Nikki Elledge-Brown in most places, but what you may appreciate most is actually over at onherterms.com. It's what I call the insider library. It's where you can get inside scoop, first listen rights, email updates every time there's a new episode, and then special insider-only bonus content. It's all over in our private feed. Okay, that's a wrap for real. I'll meet you in the next episode.